Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to the Convergence on the Patrick Lally Show. It's the, it's the time where the end of the long underwear week intersects with happy hour edition for two hours of survival tips and holiday frivolity in the best little city in America. Uber producer Dan Peters is out today. He is pouring over stats and trends in the G League as he prepares for in his role as the voice of the Sioux Falls Sky Force for tonight's game versus Northern Arizona Suns. That's at the Sanford Pentagon. Tip-off is 7 p.m., and you can hear Dan's call of the game right here on Information 1000 KSOO. Uh, Also, looking forward to New Year's Eve, the force is back in action against Oklahoma City Blue. That's a special holiday start time of 5 p.m. So get out to the Pentagon and uh, take in a Skyforce game if you would like to. It's a good time, and uh, wave to Dan if you see him, and also uh, tune in here on KSOO if you're not able to make it. Uh, back here in the palatial KSOO studios, I, I have to say it's it's palatial, but it's chilly. It's chilly. If you're on Facebook Live, folks, which you can do and watch on the KSOO page on Facebook, you can see that I'm I'm wearing my stocking cap, okay, and I am I'm sort of huddled with myself because the KSOO studio, uh, uh, the wall here faces north, okay, which means it's chilly, chilly in here, and we're kind of out on the wing of uh, Results Radio Complex, and so we don't get the benefit maybe of the central areas of the building, but it's it's chilly. That's all you need to know. We're going to spend our time here today in conversation on news and politics, snow and recreation, snow and cold, and just because I love you people, snow. Uh, First off, speaking of snow, this just in. Snow alert. Snow alert. The Sioux Falls Public Works Street Division has declared a snow alert beginning at 2 p.m. today. That was an hour ago. Plowing of emergency snow routes began today and will continue until routes are clear. You know, you got to move, people. You got to move your cars or you're subject to ticketing and towing. Uh, Unless, of course, you live in the suburbs somewhere, uh, the the outer ring of Sioux Falls, then probably not going to get towed. But, you know, I I wouldn't advise again. I would advise leaving your car in the street anyway. Then Zone 3, that is you people in the outer ring there, and you know who you are. Uh, That plowing begins after 2 p.m. today, uh, after the emergency routes have been cleared. All streets in Zone 3 will be plowed. At that time, all vehicles parked in Zone 3 are subject to ticketing and towing. Zone 2, that's sort of the middle square, you know, where streets still go north and south. Plowing of east-west streets will begin today at 8 p.m., all vehicles parked on east-west streets are subject to ticketing and towing until the streets have been plowed or until 5 a.m., whichever is earlier. Although this requirement is in effect only until 5 a.m., any continuing snow removal operations may impact, or as we like to say, affect, because affect is a verb. Unless you're hitting a tree, it's not impact. Your use of a street for parking, so... That's east-west, that's tonight. Then the north-south, bad boys, if you're in the zone two, that uh, that plowing begins tomorrow, Saturday, December 20, 30th. I'm sorry, 30th. That's starting at 8 a.m. If you're on a north-south street, you're subject to ticketing and towing. 
until all streets have been plowed or until 5 p.m., whichever is earlier. So east-west tonight, north-south tomorrow if you're in the middle. That's where all the tickets get issued, people, is right in the core of the city. Uh, Some years ago, many, many years ago now, uh, I was involved in a rather in-depth analysis of snow tickets, all right? And it clearly demonstrated that people who live in, shall we say, working-class neighborhoods got way more tickets. And actually, the, the areas that got the most tickets were over on Summit Avenue there, around Canal by Augie and down in. But the north of there, not just around the colleges, those streets where people have to park on the streets, they don't necessarily have garages, okay? And then out in Zone 3, ha, way, 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 way fewer tickets, way fewer now, part of that is because people have, you know, everybody's got a double, triple garage. But the other part of it is uh, the plows just go around them out there. I, I'm, I've, I've lived in the, the pre-suburban ring of Sioux Falls, and I can tell you, uh, it's way harder to get ticketed and towed out there than it is in the middle. It's just a fact of life. Zone one, that's your, that's your downtown area. Uh, vehicles parked in zone one will be, uh, they're starting in it there, uh, 1 a.m. on Sunday, 1 a.m. on Sunday in zone one, vehicles parked in zone one will be subject to ticketing and towing between the hours of 1 a.m. and 6 a.m. on Sunday, December 31st. So if you are out having some uh, frivolity and, uh, imbibing and such on uh, new year's Eve, wait, no, 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 no. That's in the morning. That's in the morning. My bad. I was going to say, don't leave your car out on New Year's Eve. But don't leave your car out down there on Saturday night. Ticketing and towing will commence. And that's a hefty fine. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty big fine. And then getting your car back is what costs so much money. So don't let that happen to you people. Be, go to SiouxFalls.org if you need to get more on that. It is a slick one out there today. On the way in, I saw a few folks struggling to maintain control of their vehicles And uh, this morning, I witnessed some absolutely ridiculous driving on the freeways uh, when it was snowing. Come on, people. Get a grip out there. Here's how it works, you see. The snow comes down. Then it gets slippery because there's snow between your tires and the pavement. Just slow down. Not that hard. Also, and this is key, put down the damn phone. It's bad enough in ideal conditions. You throw in a few inches of snow in traffic and you're asking for a ditch dive. Or worse hitting something or somebody, put down the phone. We've got a great show for you today. Our guests are uh, Jody Schwan of SiouxFalls.Business. She's going to just check in quick at about 4.30, and we're going to go through the top 10 business stories of the year on her website, and I think you'll find that interesting. Uh, also in the second hour, Tuesday, Frankus and Chad Picard from Spoken Sport will be here, and we're going to talk about the New Year's Day ride and the events surrounding that. It's going to be cold, but we'll find out what's going on there. You know, you can still get out. Dan Greider from Great Bear is going to be here with us at about 4 or 45. We're going to chat about, uh, they're open. Great Bear's open, baby. And with the snow now and the fresh snow, tubing, you got the you got the half pipe for your snowboarding. And, of course, the regular straight-up old skiing. And after the news at 3.30, we'll get a Black Hill snow condition report from the Buffalo Maiden during Weird Friends. And Thea Miller-Ryan, executive director of the Outdoor Campus, she's bringing in Chelsea Krause, who is the GIS coordinator for the Game Fish and Parks. She's GIS for the GF&P. <laughs> she's going to tell everyone on about a new interactive hunting planner that's online. 
And of course, coming up next, I'll have the P&L statement just after the break. Today's topic, ethics. That's right. That's all coming up on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 317 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. We'll get a little closer to free. At least we'll try today here in the best little city in America with the Bodines and the P&L statement where we sort of look through the news of the day and find things that bug us, that inspire us, that catch our attention, pass on my thoughts and commentary during this time. Oh, and uh, I got, uh, I saw like a lot of people, the Apple apology and uh, discussion about what they're going to do about slowing down my phone. So they had this statement Thursday, Apple apologized to customers with older iPhones because the recent updates that we all uh, diligently uh, apply to our phones when we get them has slowed down the phones. Apple says the slower speeds are the result of old batteries that don't perform as well with the newer software. And so to make up for it, they're going to, uh, you can get a new battery for 29 bucks rather than 79 um, This has happened to me, and the speeds change was pronounced. I have a 6, 6S, I think. I'll buy the new battery, okay, because 29 bucks. But if it doesn't help, I am going to be chapped. I've put off buying a new phone just because the new generation, the 10s and all that, they're so expensive. And I've been, to, I've been Apple way, way back, way downtown, way back. And I don't want to change. So please, Apple, don't make me change. Don't make me go away. I don't want to leave. Uh, Trump has uh, 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 taken after Amazon again. He put his crosshairs on favorite target again. Amazon was the headline from the AP. So apparently uh, President Trump doesn't like Bezos, which, okay, uh, uh, Bezos, the guy who owns uh, uh, Amazon, started Amazon, that guy, Jeff Bezos, he also owns the Washington Post, all right? So Trump doesn't like the Washington Post, clearly. So he says today that they should be charged more, Amazon should be charged more by the U.S. Postal Service for the packages it sends around the world. Amazon has been a consistent recipient of Trump's ire. He has accused the company of failing to pay internet taxes, though it's never been made clear by the White House what the president means by internet taxes. Then in a tweet today, just today, Trump said Amazon should be charged, quote, much more, all caps, by the post office because it's losing many billions of dollars a year while it makes Amazon richer. Amazon lives and dies by shipping, as you know, and uh, according to the AP, um, that, you know, they negotiate with the post office. Like, they got them to deliver on Sunday now on some stuff. and But they use UPS and FedEx. You know how it works. You go into Amazon, you sort of pick what you want to use. And uh, obviously, you know, Trump has been calling the Post fake news and the New York Times and everything else. But, uh, you know, he, uh, he labeled Bezos Post the Amazon Washington Post. <laughs> but... 
Amazon pay, here's the deal. Amazon pays a lot of money in shipping, right? $5.4 billion in worldwide shipping costs between July and September. <laughs> That's a 39% increase from the same period in the previous year, which just means they're selling more. That amounts to nearly 11% of the $43.7 billion in total revenue it reported in that same period. Okay, $43.7 billion in revenue for Amazon in three months in the third quarter. $43.7 billion. You know, Trump has uh, beat up on other people, Boeing and uh, Lockheed Martin, uh, and, you know, trying to beat them up to get better deals on, on some stuff. And it's always hurt their stocks right away. That's what happened to Amazon today. Their stock went down uh, 1%. Yeah, it went down Friday. Okay, here you go. Shares of Amazon.com slipped almost 1% Friday to 1000 $174.86 a share. Their stock is up more than 57% this year and surpassed $1,000 uh, for the first time in April. So, you know, I, I think they're doing all right. I think, they're doing, I think Bezos is okay. It's not because of the Washington Post. He just sinks a bunch of money in the Washington Post because he can. Uh, I think the president here would be smarter about his targets. Uh, Amazon, pretty popular little service they got going over there. Judging by the number of Amazon boxes I see under Christmas trees, you know, Bezos owns the post, but, and, you know, he, I'm, I'm, he supports the mission, clearly, but he's not writing and editing stories. And the reason the post is pursuing the stories is because Trump is, and I don't know if you all know this, the president of the United States. So, you know, the Washington Post has a bit of a track record with regard to reporting on presidents, you know, so <sighs> strange things. So the news locally, though, that caught my eye is that uh, uh, the government ethics measure approved to appear on 2018 ballot. That's an AP headline. So Chantel Krebs, who's the secretary of state, said today that the this is the first ballot question that we placed on the November 2018 ballot. Uh, its approval could be challenged. The deadline for that is January 29th. But they turned in about 50,000 signatures from supporters and uh, only needed 28,000. A random sampling uh, found roughly 71% at least were valid. So it's, uh, it would seem that uh, they're going to get on the ballot. I, you know, that'd be pretty tough. So Chantel Krebs says it's good to go. Um, and here, this is the phrase you're going to hear a lot. Okay. Constitutional amendment W. W. We'll, we'll see what they can come up with, you know, what sort of clever marketing the folks behind Amendment W will come up with. Uh, you'll remember those were the same people who brought us IM22. And the reason we have a Constitutional Amendment W is because our fine, fine legislature went back in and gutted IM22, which was approved by the legislature, approved by the people. You know, you know, us, the people. So W has all this crazy stuff in it. Campaign finance and lobbying restrictions, uh, an independent ethics commission, and it could would prevent the legislature from altering or rejecting laws approved by voters without returning to the ballot, among other provisions. Um, let's see here. So that would here's a few pieces of this. And I, here's the thing about IM22. I, there's a lot of it I didn't like, okay? And I didn't think it was going to pass. They didn't think it was going to pass. But this, the new amendment would create a seven-member state government accountability board 
with broad powers to serve as citizens as a citizen ethics commission. It uh, would require the legislator put in $389,000 right now and then index that bad boy to inflation so that uh, they would have money. It would investigate allegations of corruption and violations of lobbying, campaign finance, and government ethics regulations. It would also have the authority to conduct audits of disclosures, including for lobbying and campaign finance and impose sanctions, such as fines on public officials. Okay, so the, uh, on this point, I, I think this could be good. I do. I do. Sioux Falls, I do. Or it could be yet another peer-based affirmation of the status quo in South Dakota. It's not really the tool, it's how you use it. Uh, Another provision, the new amendment would also lower campaign donations, limits, caps. For example, it would decrease the contribution limit for state representative from $1,000 a year from individuals to $500 per election cycle. So, I mean, that's not a big drop, but here's the thing about that. I I don't like campaign finance caps. Um, And this is probably the thing I don't like about this the most. Contributions shouldn't be artificially capped like this. $500 is nothing. We all know $500 is nothing if you're, tra- if you're contributing to candidates. The most important thing is transparency. Who is giving money is way more important than the amount. Caps, in my mind, create loopholes. They incentivize loopholes. Um, and so I would rather have them uh, have some sort of full transparency than worry about the, how much money people are giving. Uh, another provision would ban donations from corporations and labor unions to candidates or political parties. Uh, I don't mind this necessarily in that the money comes, the money is coming from members or officers, but I would l- rather see those people contribute individually, even if you know corporations and, and unions can back candidates and all that and then ask their affiliated uh, individuals to contribute money in their name. but I you know I, I, I don't mind it. Um, this is the one I really like. It would bar gifts from lobbyists to many public officials. Currently, there's an annual $100 limit on gifts that legislators and other public officials can accept from lobbyists, which they just put in after to, when they replaced IM22. But gifts don't include, and this is fun, food, beverage, or entertainment for immediate consumption, among other things. So this is, yes, this needs to happen. Yes, 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 and yes. The notion that food and beverage and entertainment are, aren't included in the $100 is absurd. It demonstrates that the legislature can't deal with this issue on their own. They can't give up the free booze. All right? And is that free, giving away booze to lawmakers is an abomination, let alone the buffet. Uh, the amendment also prevents the legislature from changing the ballot question without a public vote um, with the ballot question process. And I... I believe that's absolutely necessary. I, you know, I never would have thought that before I'm 22 that lawmakers would be so brazen as to completely gut a voter passed law immediately after it was passed. But they did, and they were. And that's why we have Constitutional Amendment W flawed as it may be. That's the bottom line on the PL statement for today. As always, you can email me at PLAT. P-Lally, no, not P-Lally. P-Lally Show is the Twitter feed, okay? P-Lally Show is the Twitter feed. P-L-A-L-L-E-Y, show. You can always get a hold of us there. But also, the uh, uh, you can email me, Patrick at KSOO. Patrick at KSOO. I'm getting my ats misplaced here. So, you, I like hearing from you, okay? So, contact me. You can watch on Facebook Live. 
which is cool. All different ways to get a hold of us. Uh, coming up after the break, we're going to talk to the Buffalo Maiden for Weird Friends. She's going to check in from the Black Hills Bureau. That's all coming up on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. 334 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And the lovely strumming of America means it must be time for the Buffalo Maiden on Weird Friends. Buffalo Maiden, uh, as as people know, you're my you're my friend out in the Black Hills. You're the Black Hills Bureau, and as I've been talking about all week, I'm headed that way. So, what is going on in Custer right now? What can I expect when I hit the hills this weekend? Well, originally I thought it was going to be horrible out here uh, with the snow coming down, but as I open up the door, we have no snow, uh, but we were at, it was like 30 degrees this morning, and now it's dropped to 8 or something. Mount Rushmore was at 32 degrees. Really? This morning. Everybody else around us was in single digits, and then we, were, we have this little inversion going on. So I would uh, skip going up there to the Arctic, North Dakota, and uh, come straight here. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean spearfish? Um, I know. <laughs> yeah, north of just well, north of you. Same thing. So same I'm thing. hoping to catch one of these uh, these famed Black Hills uh, inversions. It was some sort of temperature anomaly, right? Where I can yeah. like, bask in the banana belt. Well, yeah, because well, well, ours is slow right now, but it, we're going from what 30 degrees or whatever it was this morning to five tonight. By five o'clock tonight, so that's pretty. That's a pretty five-hour difference, thirty or some twenty-five degrees difference. But you know, I I, I just saw you on Facebook, and man, you really dress up to go to work, don't you? <laughs> I'm You're wearing, looking. <laughs> I'm wearing a flogging Molly T-shirt and a spoken sport toque on my because it's freezing in here. If you go to Facebook Live, you can see that I'm spending most of my time with my hands in my armpits. Trying to keep them yeah, warm. Yeah, and uh, they, they don't they don't have heat over there, huh? Well, it's we're just you got to get yourself one of them wood burners that we have <laughs> over here on this side of the state. <laughs> I'm gonna put I'm gonna put in a requisition with the yeah. with the bosses to get a wood burner. I'm sure that'll go over really burner. well. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so, is yeah. it, how bad? It, how much snow is there? Because there, last time we probably have um, less, uh, about two inches or so right now. But um, you know we're. Like I said, we're in a kind of a, a silly little area. What they're saying, though, is it's the wind uh, coming up, the wind chill, and then it's going to get really icy and, and icky for New Year's Eve. So it's my first New Year's Eve off in probably 20-some years, and it's got to be flipping freezing out. <laughs> this is I picked the wrong weekend to come to the hills, didn't I? Yeah, you better. I would, I would highly uh, recommend not coming. Not that I don't want to see you. But <laughs> this is <laughs> like a... The passage over, it's like the Oregon Trail out there. I, I don't know if I'm going to make it. It is. You got your buffalo robes ready because <laughs> uh, you, you're going to need that. And uh, uh, don't forget the chains for your tires. Yeah, they're going to find your bicycle, my, but your car. They're going to find my, you know, twisted and crusted body, some, some ditch between Kadoka and Murdo. Well, at least in Kadoka, you know, they got that distillery. So I highly recommend trying to get that far. <laughs> they have a distillery? They have a distillery in in, in Kadoka, and um, I have yet to uh, sample yet, but I'm hoping uh, soon I get over there. What what sorts of spirits are they distilling in Kadoka? 
You know, I believe they're doing gin and uh, whiskey, um, and I thought I saw vodka, but I'm not quite sure. I I sort yeah. of envision it as a as a. Uh, you remember Mash <laughs> when <laughs> Hawkeye and uh, and uh, oh, no, no, Trapper this John. This is first this, race, first okay. quality. This is awesome. All right. Well, that's good. Maybe I'll stop in mm-hmm. Kadoka and get you a sample. That'd be great. Well, see? That'd be wonderful. Small favors. No, I'm supposed to go up to Spearfish and go skiing, uh, cross-country skiing, and maybe some, you know, winter excursions. Okay. Now, have you been in that area when it's cold and snowy? Because you can get lost really quickly up in the Spearfish Canyon area. Yeah. There's this big, you know, big hill. North of, well, I don't yeah. even know which direction it is, but you leave spearfish and you go to this place called Big Hill, and uh-huh. there's trails and stuff. Seems pretty uh-huh. nice. <laughs> I've mm-hmm. been there. Yeah, because there's a lot of people out there grooming them right now. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. You've got to take care of me. I yeah, still might bring my bike. So. Yeah. It should be fun. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Is Boy, it? that whole outdoor excursion when it's 22 below windshield, that sounds fabulous. Well, I mean, that's right now it's just like going outside here. But they do say it's not cold outside it, it, as long as you have the good gear. So, And you are a gearhead, so I'm sure you've got the gear. Yeah, that's true. There's no bad weather, just bad gear. Right. It, it'll be, <laughs> right. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's going to be, be fine. It's all just mine. I'm just mind, not going to pl- plan on matter. seeing you. No. Uh, it, it's been nice knowing you, and I hope that, you know, uh, when the hypothermia sets in, uh, you know, at least leave your hat on. Yeah, the last as the, as the last air escapes from my, my my the last breath escapes from my lungs. It'll be you know, yeah. wild sage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, well, whatever. Yeah. So we'll be down, but we will be in Custer on Monday. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be lovely. Although I, from what I understand, there's. Since it's a tourist town, there's nothing open in Custer. Nothing not even, open. Not even your nothing restaurant. Nothing open on Monday. Um, you know what? We might. There might be a couple of, uh, yeah, we're not open. No, because it's my first New Year's off in 20-some years, and it's, you know, 20-some below again. Um, <laughs> no, we're not open. We, uh, I'm not sure who would be open. I believe that it's the last day to go to Custer State Park to see the Christmas trees and vote on the Christmas trees in the um, visitor center. Oh, that'd be and fun. they are doing a hike, or there was a planned hike, you know, on the first day of January 1st that you have to register for, but I'm not sure if that's happening or not based on the weather situation. Well, maybe we'll just drive around. Pomita's open. Yeah. <laughs> we, can we, <laughs> we can go see the buffalo because, you know, they're all corralled up. And so, and they're not happy about it, I don't think. They didn't look very happy. No. Um, I think they're roamers, and they're not enjoying this new uh, found corral situation. Let them out. They'll be fine. Yep. They will be fine. All right. So. Well, uh, I hope we make it, and we make it intact. So, uh, I yes, will... I do too. I, I hope you keep in touch. You know, there's no cell phone service up where you're going either. So <laughs> um, maybe a flat, we'll get one of those guns that shoot off a flare, a flare gun. Flare gun. Flare gun. There you go. That's what I'll do. That's well, probably the only kind of gun you can handle. So um, <laughs> when you see my flare, you'll know we're on the way. Yeah, I'm going right. to I'm going to alert the alert the authorities. I will see. Well, happy New Year. Happy New Year to I you, and I'll you. see you in a couple days. Okay. Bye bye. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk with, uh, who is coming up after the break? Thea Miller-Ryan. That's who it is from the outdoor campus. More outdoorsiness. More cold, more snow. 
It's fun, people. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. 344 on the Patrick Lally well, Show. I moved into this room. If you could call it that a week ago, I never do what I'm supposed to do. Hardly Jason Isbell, Alabama Pines, to introduce our next guests. Guests, plural, because this is every week at this time, Friday at 345. We have Thea Miller-Ryan in from the Outdoor Campus, and Thea is here today. Good to see you, Thea. Good to see you. And she has brought with her, as she always, she always brings a, a friend. I do, and, I guess. And today that is Chelsea Krause. Hi. The uh, GIS coordinator for the Game Fish and Parks. Yes. Uh, what does that mean, Chelsea? <sighs> so GIS stands for Geographic Information Systems. So basically geographic, the world. Maps. Maps. Yes. It's like the modern day cartographer, right? Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Cool. So, uh, what, so th- how does that, how does GIS, because you guys have a new program we're going to talk about, but what, how does GIS apply to the Game Fish and Parks Department, our, fi- our friends, our friends with the Game Fish and Parks Department yes. that it oversees the outdoor campus? So basically, we collect a lot of data. We do a lot of wildlife surveys. We're, we're constantly seeking out information. So then what we do is we create the mobile apps that add a location. So say we see a deer or we're seeing a cluster of uh, a disease outbreak. We'll be able to get a geographic location of that particular thing. And then what we do is make it into a visual, put it on a map, start to look at that information collectively, and then you can start to like really look at the problem or start to see to see it visually so what does that mean for me as a a a consumer because you've got this you got a new deal to help me out uh with my hunting yeah with your hunting tell me about tell me about how you're going to help me with my hunting (laughs) all right so we are launching um hopefully after the new year um this interactive hunting planner and so basically what that's going to do is help you plan your hunt um, and apply for licenses. So we have the information. It's kind of spread out in our website. Um, so what this does is just takes it all, puts it in one spot, and then you can start to interact with the information. So you pick a species. So say I want to know about deer or I want to know about elk. And then I have to pick a season because we have 10 different seasons for each species. Mm-hmm. And then you can start looking at harvest. Um, statistics for like the previous year, draw statistics, like what's going to be my likelihood that I can even draw a tag in this unit. Um, And basically just puts it all in one spot, one stop shop. And then. So I imagine an an app that's sort of like, you know, the wheel of species, you know what (laughs) I mean? (laughs) Elk. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then you land on elk and then, yeah, you pick, pick your season. Well, that's pretty cool. How long have you been working on that? Um, it took us about a year. Aye, aye, aye. Yes, I have a team. There's like four of us on on the team, and um, we've all kind of contributed and and put toward put forth the effort. So it'll be hopefully launched soon. Uh, what's the next? What do we got coming up, Theo? What's our next like hunting season? <laughs> well, let's see. What is next? I'm snow goose. Or yeah, snow, snow goose. goose. Yep. Yeah, spring turkey coming up. Snow geese are hard to kill, aren't they? They, um, they can be. Because they don't, they, they kind of do that swirl down they thing. They do that, yeah, <laughs> like a tornado. Yeah. Um, but people think that snow goose don't taste good, but I tell you what, they really do. They can. You always say that, though. I do. <laughs> I know. I'm kind of into the cooking thing, even though I don't cook anything. Mmm, <laughs> squirrel. You know, I mean, people eat squirrel. I mean, it happens, so it must be good. Yeah. Um, so 
so I can I can get ready for my whole year then. Yeah, basically. So we limit this to big game species right now. So like. I mean, so waterfowl wouldn't be included right away, Aww. but we're hoping to include that. But like spring turkey, that's coming up. That's a big game. There's a spring turkey season? Yes. It's the best season. Bow? That's the fun you one. archery? Yes, I've done spring archery but, hunting. But bow and firearm? Yep. What do you shoot a turkey with? I, other than, I always just think about the bow hunters, but you can shoot them. Is a it a shotgun? shotgun? Uh, with a bow? I don't know. Can I don't you, is there a rifle? I can't remember to tell you the truth. Like you can. Yeah, that would seem to be that would be unfair. Yeah, <laughs> it is. You know, I mean, it's already the turkey's already at a disadvantage. <laughs> but you know, you let somebody shoot him from five hundred yards away, and that's just flat out unfair. Spring is when you call turkeys. Oh, so that yeah. that is really fun. Yes. So someday I'll bring in here um, somebody who does turkey calls, and you'll be pleasantly surprised. How about we bring in an actual turkey? <laughs> I can work on that too. That's always <laughs> nothing better than wildlife in the studio. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm already planning a, a wood-burning stove back here, so that'll work it out pretty well. It is cold in here. Well, we've been talking about it on the show. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> uh, uh, at the outdoor campus, though, it's snow season now. It is. And I actually was riding my bike by there the other day, and I saw what looked like ski tracks. Yeah, the ski tracks that are down there, we haven't put those down yet. but um, Bandits. Yeah, it's just it's rogue skiers. Um, <laughs> but we're getting, in, we're getting ice. We have about four inches. Um, we like to wait to eight is what we say at the campus, um, to make sure that it's really safe. You can actually, as we've talked about before, you can fish, ice fish on, um, you know, shorter amounts, but we prefer to wait till eight. I think that's wise. I do too. How deep, how deep is that pond? Uh, 20 feet. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a deep pond, so it doesn't ever freeze all the way out. It doesn't. So we sustain fish through the winter time. What's in there? Oh gosh, a little everything. Um, we try to keep the predator species out, but we've got um, crappie, bass, bluegill, sunfish, all kinds of trout. What classes do you got coming up for the winter? You got um, some stuff, don't you? Yeah, we have a ton of classes coming up, but it depends on how long we keep the snow. So we um, have, you know, cross-country skiing, snowshoeing, ice fishing, a lot of those classes coming up. How cold? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the question. Will you I be know. out there this weekend? Um, well, we had we had camps all week. So uh, we did, um, you know, like 15 minutes outside was about all we could torture people with. But, um, yeah, we, we're careful. We, we know that layers are important. And if it's just too cold, it's just too cold. Yeah. And, you know, you only have to go outside for a little bit, as you say. It's not like you're yeah. on the t- – you go back in the, 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 uh, uh, the main offices there, the, the atrium. Yep. It's beautiful. Hot chocolate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and we've got a lot of alternate things planned just, you know, for the kids in case it is cold like that. That's the uh, in the outdoor campus, which is at 49th and Oxbow. Right. right? Good. Sertoma Park. Sertoma Park, right yeah. there. And uh, there's a lot to do there at uh, the outdoor campus, even if you're not outside. But also a great place to run, to hike, to do everything else if you don't want to stick skis or snowshoes on your feet. That's right. We don't shovel our trails in the wintertime, so it is strictly for skiers. So we ask people, if we do have groomed trails, to please not walk on them because, you know, that makes people fall down. There's little signs <laughs> all over, are. and yet people still do it. But because yeah. people are, as, as the Boon Man says on this show, yeah. people are just no damn good. Um, <laughs> going back to my, what do you call this, this, uh, this hunting planning thing? It's got a name? Hunt planner. Hunt, well, there you go. Yeah. 
keep it simple. And where is it going to be? So it's going to be right on our website. So we're going to be launching a brand new website after the first of the year. And then there's a tab that says hunting. And then you hit that tab and boom, you can get right there. Is it a mobile app? No? Yes, it'll be mobile friendly. Um, ah. And then we'll have it integrated into our mobile app again when we launch the new website. That's pretty cool. So what? How, where do I get the mobile app? Is it available on all my devices? Yep, um, Android and iOS. We are, we currently do have a Game Fish and Parks app that you can download, um, but this particular application will be part of the new app that's coming. So you'll get like an update, and then you'll get the new app. Can I still go rough it out in the state parks, by the way? Do you rough know? It? Like, you know, hit the, do a little winter action. What's going on? I know that's not really your area, but <laughs> I could I could still go like... Get I can get a cabin and all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You can still definitely rent um, cabins. And there's some lodges in the area, too. Like Palisades has a really cool lodge. So is Newton Hills now. Yeah. They have that whole house. Yeah, yeah. That's what Palisades is like, too. That's um, yeah, there's a lot to do in the state parks. They're definitely not closed. Right on. Go visit. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. What else you got coming up, Chelsea? What, what else do you do? We do all of the maps for the entire agency. So all of our hunter applications, there's maps that go along with that that map out our hunting units. We make mobile apps. Um, so you have like, we can make geo PDFs. So you have like a basic PDF of your map on your device. Um, so when you don't have cell phone service, you need to take a map off. Oh, that's pretty cool. And so basically you can enable pretty much anything like a PDF and then put that on your device and then you have it with you when you don't have service. Is that, like uh, that. Uh, does it have like all the like public hunting grounds and all that kind of yes. stuff on it? Yep, absolutely everything. So we manage all of that information and then um, make it available to you guys. Well, that's and we fantastic. make maps for GPS units too, like Garmin units um, that you can also put all of that, those public boundaries on your device and take that with you too on your Garmin units. It just never ends with you people. That's pretty cool. That's that's your tax dollars at work, yeah. folks. Those are those are license dollars. Lic- I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, yeah, license user dollars. fees. User fees. <laughs> Some people like to call those taxes, but that's okay. That's a different debate entirely. It has to do with parking ramps. Um, <laughs> we're not going into that here. All right. Uh, <laughs> Thea Miller-Ryan, she's executive director of the Outdoor Campus in Sioux Falls. And Chelsea Krause, she is the, man, GIS for GF&P. That's a pretty cool title. Uh, you guys, thanks for coming in today. I really appreciate thank it. You. Yeah, thank you. Coming up next, after the, after the uh, uh, news at the top of the hour, we're going to talk more about weather with Alex Elisi from KDLT Weather. And then we've got Jody Schwan in. We've got Dan Greider in. We've got Chad Picard and Tuesday Frankus in. Just stay tuned. It's, it's just a, a rapid-fire succession of guests here on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. 356 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. Something so strong from Crowded House there as we head to the top of the hour here. I want to remind everybody about Sioux Empire on Tap that's coming up January 27th. January 27th, that's a Saturday. This is a big dang deal at the Sioux Falls Convention Center. You can sample over 100 craft beers from more than 60 breweries, two general admission sessions to choose from, or a VIP session. There will be live music, games, and food available for purchase. Get your tickets now at SiouxEmpireOnTap.com. 
That is a big event coming up in the middle of January, the end of January, just when you need some sort of diversion for your otherwise wretched existence. No, I'm kidding about that. It's just, you know, winter. Winter. Mentioned this earlier, but it's worth repeating. Snow alert, everybody. Snow alert. Boop, boop, boop. The Sioux Falls Public Works Street Division has declared a official snow alert. You know what that means? Get your car off the road, everybody. Zone 3, that's the, that's the ring. Plowing is going on right now. Goes for till it's done. Zone 2, that's the block in the middle. That's starting at 8 p.m. tonight, east-west, and then tomorrow morning, north-south, and then zone 1 on Sunday morning. Be careful, everybody out there. you got to get your stuff off the street. Coming up after the break, we got, uh, we're got we going to talk about uh, New Year's Day ride with Spoken Sport. We're going to talk about uh, the best business stories of the year and Great Bear. It's all on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Just south of I-90, exit number one, Manly, Minnesota. And we are joined by Alex Elisi, who's the chief meteorologist over at KDLT Weather, where they are disassembling the office furniture and to burn for warmth. (laughs) Alex, welcome to the Patrick Lally Show. Hey, great to see you, Patrick. How are you doing? I am well, sir. I am well. So, you know, when you get these sorts of situations where... It's just god awful cold. It really is. Yeah. I, I mean, what do you what do you say? Just stay inside, right? I mean, I get. I mean, I, I said this the other day. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but <laughs> you might want to stay inside. <laughs> you yeah. could bundle up. Yeah. Well, I'm. As I said, uh, I, here's my first question before we get into the local forecast and all that. Sure. I am headed west. All right, to the mm-hmm. Black Hills. Is it any warmer out in the sort of northern hills area? than it is here this weekend. This weekend, not so much. It's going to be pretty, pretty steady across the board with the colder temperatures moving in, yeah. I might, I might have to go on a, uh, some sort of food and beverage tour rather <laughs> than my planned uh, activities of, of skiing and such. Yeah, it's, it's going to be quite cold. I mean, we're going to be, uh, at least here on, in South Dakota on the eastern side, we're going to be stuck in the below sub-zero temperatures for about three days. So what is actually, meteorologically speaking, Mm -hmm. you boys over there with your science and your fancy graphs and computers and such, why is it so cold? What happens when this happens? What's causing this? Sure. Well, basically, we get a big dip in the atmosphere. We get the jet stream pushed down south. It allows basically all the continental, the landmass air there that's dry and cold from the Arctic just push its way down south. So with that, since we have such a deep, like, deep little ridge there, a deep little trough in the atmosphere, we get all that cold air pushing in from the north winds, and that just drops our temperatures down. And it's not until we get another system pushed through that we can change that wind around and warm back up. Yeah, that's my question. How does, this, how does it get pushed back up? Well, yeah, we just get a so high pressure builds in, and you have a clockwise rotation around high pressure. So as that high pushes its way to the east, then on the back side of the high, we start getting the south winds back, and that brings in more of that warmer air from the Gulf and the warmer air from down south and gets it pushed back in. But it is wintertime, so we do get the, get the pretty chilly temperatures pushed in from the north more often. Yeah. It's kind of weird because the snow that we get, that we have gotten, is so fluffy. I mean, it is. It's yeah, got it's so little moisture in it. 
Exactly. That's uh, that has to do with the snow ratio. So that's another thing. So it's uh, the liquid content in those snowflakes. If it's dry, if it's really cold, you don't have a lot of liquid in each flake, so it's a lot fluffier, lets more air in between the flakes. When it's like right around that freezing mark, you get some pretty dense, wet snow, and that's that's what makes it heavier. Yeah, you know, I was out uh, doing some preemptive shoveling this morning, and before it all stopped, and you just kind of had to throw it up in the air, and the breeze would take it off exactly. <laughs> and over to the neighbors. Yeah, yeah. It was much easier shoveling than normal. So that, yeah. there's, see, you got to find the bright side. Exactly. That's what the sub-zero uh, temperatures help do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what are we looking at here, Alex? Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start going down, like, tonight. And yeah. How far? Yeah, it's going to get to a low here as Sioux Falls down to negative 14. But that's nothing. That's nothing compared mm-hmm. to where we're going. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, Give us the, the last, bad news. Yeah, the, actually, the last time we've had three or more consecutive days with sub-zero temperature highs, it was back in uh, January 10th to the 12th in 1997. So it's been a while, almost uh, 20 years there since we've seen this happen. But uh, starting on Saturday, we're down to negative 7 degrees for the high, tracking some snow showers late. As we go overnight into Sunday, again, these are actual temperatures. This doesn't factor in the wind, which will be blowing around. If we get to negative 19 for the actual low in the Sunday, by Sunday up to negative 9, partly cloudy. And then ringing in the new year at midnight, we're going to see wind chill temperatures around negative 35. And then by Monday afternoon, mostly sunny, warming back up to negative 3. <laughs> yeah. By Tuesday, heat wave hits. And we're yeah. uh, mostly sunny with 12. See? It's all good. That's when I'm coming back. I actually, and this is the truth, I extended my stay one evening so that I wouldn't have to drive across South Dakota when it was 20 below zero. You know, that's smart. That is smart. You don't want to drive when the temperatures are so low. Just in case something happens to your car, you don't want to be stranded out there. I do one smart thing a month, whether I I need it or not. So uh, Tuesday, we're going to have you high at 12. Uh, Give me seven days of hope. Sure. Yeah, so mostly sunny, 12 on Tuesday. By Wednesday, though, we dip back into the single digits. We go uh, partly sunny with a high of 6. By Thursday, still partly cloudy, not tracking much snow, though, 8 degrees for the high. By Friday, partly cloudy, back up to 9. So the snow is wrapping up this evening, but those cold temperatures, they're moving in. Well, settle in, people. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Alex Alisi, Chief Meteorologist at KDLT Weather. Thanks for helping us out today, buddy. You got it, Patrick. Have a good night. See you. Coming up next on the Patrick Lally Show, it's Chad Picard and Tuesday Frankus from Spoken Sport. We're going to talk about the New Year's Day bike ride. Yes, we're going to talk about a bike ride on what might be the coldest day of the year. That's all coming up next on Information 1000 KSOO. And it's 414 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And I don't know why I drug that one out. I was just going through the music, and I thought that'd be a good intro for Chad Picard and Tuesday Frankis from Spoken Sport. Good uh, afternoon. Thanks for coming in, guys. Thanks for having us. You got yeah. There you go. You got to get. Don't be afraid of the mic there, Tuesday. It's all right. Here, a little more knack. That's enough of that. Um, we brought uh, Tuesday and Chad in because every year. For how many years now, Chad? How many years? This will be our 31st. 31st year of having a bicycle ride on New Year's Day, which, you know, seems sort of unreasonable in most years. This year seems uh, even more so. (laughs) So uh, the big question everybody has is it's going to be cold. We've just talked. We've been talking about the cold all day. It's all we've been talking about. It's always cold. It's always cold, but you're still going to have the ride. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> probably. <laughs> you're gonna have. You're gonna open the doors. We're gonna. There will definitely be chili. There will definitely be uh, the chilies from Wendy's, by the way, and coffee from Coffee. There, those. Those will happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ride route will announce the day of just because of the weather. And you never know. It might change. It might be 30 degrees. Sure. Five mile an hour winds to keep the mosquitoes away. Yep. That'd be perfect. <laughs> and uh, Tuesday, Frankus, you are a, uh, a mechanic yes. at Spoken Sport. Mm-hmm. And and we should say an, an occasional uh, a contributor to this show on Weird Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so my bike, when it's that cold, can I like break the chain? I mean- Can things go bad on me here? You know, if you have a a bit of a general, oh, (laughs) um, a general idea of some basic mechanics um, that helps you get a lot further in the winter. Um, Having your bike taken care of before the winter season really helps with a lot of stuff. But I mean, just as something can go wrong in the summer, something can go wrong in the winter too. So. Uh, just being a little prepared and dressing for the occasion usually helps. Should I, like, put extra lube on my chain or anything uh, like that? You it know, probably wouldn't help, would no. it? <laughs> no, and dousing your bike in water or anything else like that. No, don't <laughs> probably, wash it. Don't, don't wash do it. Yeah. What are you seeing right now when people that – it gets to be a little slow during January in the bike business, right? So, But when people come in, what, do they, what are they looking for these days? Gosh, sales right now, we are just – Fat bikes are going out the door left and right, which is really awesome. We've had a really great mountain bike season, which is really also awesome. Um, still sending out road bikes and cross bikes for Christmas. I just uh, uh, sent one out the door today with a really awesome girl named Jamie. So she's more than excited to get riding. And she was like, I don't care if there's snow on the ground. I'm going to ride it today. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> cool. You can't you can't buy a new bike and then not ride it. Yeah, so okay. uh, the fat bike thing, though, man, I tell you what, there really is are a lot of people riding fat bikes these mm-hmm. days aren't there mm-hmm. i what what's was what really changed it because fat bikes have been around for a little while chad you know maybe when when did the first pugsley come out maybe 15 years ago certainly pugsley yeah it's probably around there i mean the 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 growth of fat bikes came from two areas of the world at two opposite ends of of the u.s really florida for sand yeah and alaska for snow and the Idita bike is kind of where uh, the snow fat bikes came from. But they've really turned into a bike that's just a ton of fun to ride. The weights have come down on them, so they're not as heavy as the original fat bikes. That's a big change. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, the lower pressure you can run in the tires, just make you can just go over anything, and it's just a ton of fun. Uh, riding in the summer, that bigger tire, that cushion of air, is, gives you a smoother ride. And in the winter, it, it keeps you... Upright a little bit more in the snow. Yeah. So Tuesday, are you seeing a lot of people bringing their fat bikes in to, you know, because there's a lot of there's a lot of tricks to running a fat bike, right? Because the the wide tire, which is can be up to five inches wide, makes kind of some crazy stuff with your with your gearing and and different chain lines and that kind of stuff <laughs> people people like uh, uh, getting them messed up and they got I don't know how this works. Yeah, I mean, just like with any bike, you know, there's people who just want to ride their bike and they don't care about the anything else and then there's people who are really big gearheads and and want to learn everything but we see all ranges um right now uh, i my personal goal is just to explain kind of what we're doing and why we're doing it kind of as as the bike comes in and as the bike leaves so they have a good knowledge of 
why they bring their bike to us. Are you Christmas. still riding right now? You know, I was gonna ride today. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I it, <laughs> had a flat. I don't, I don't have. I just have Kids. a cross bike, so mountain bikes on my list of things to get, and that make commuting a lot easier. But I have ridden in the in the winter and in the snow. I actually really like it. It's a good challenge. It is fun, mm-hmm. and uh, here the other thing that's happening is, and we had Michael Christensen on yesterday. We were talking about how many fat bike. You know, mountain bike trails can be fat bike trails in the winter, but now, yeah. now people are cutting new trails everywhere mm-hmm. for fat bikes. Yeah. I, and I see people out on my way home. Last night, I saw three people, I don't know, men, women, I can't tell. I just see the lights riding uh, fat bikes on the uh, Yankton Trail uh, single track. That's in, insane. In the middle of the night. Yeah. <laughs> it's a ton of fun. Yeah. I mean, it's fa- one thing that fat bikes really have brought back is that sense of adventure and exploring mm-hmm. um, especially in the winter you, you don't have to worry about ruining grass or anything like that because it's already dead or it's hibernating or <laughs> everything's <whatever>. dead yeah. <laughs> um, and so you can you can cut a trail and it'll be gone in, in three months um, you can because of the river being frozen you can get to some other places or even just ride on the river mm-hmm. and see what you always see from a, a different perspective. Yeah, uh, I've noticed, like over at Pasley Park, uh, people have cut some bandit trails down on the riverbed. Yeah, and I haven't been down there yet, but I I got to get down in there and see I, what's going I'm on. I'm actually I can't remember a year where the there's it's been this cold early on. Uh, it seems like it's February before it gets this cold, but mm-hmm. um, I'm anxious to get out on the river and ride. I mean, it's 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 a ton of fun. I it mean, the river's fun. only like a foot deep. <laughs> Um, so if you go through that one spot that's like 100 feet deep, yeah, but the rest of it. The one like spot you deep. go through is going to be bad. Um, hey, it was only once. <laughs> uh, the so Let's go back to the New Year's Day ride now. So oh, yeah. it is going to be cold. Yeah. Um, you will adjust. You're, you're going to have the event one way or the other, right? Oh, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. And even if you're not going to ride, come down, eat some chili. We got like 800 gallons of chili coming from Wendy's. Now, um, there have been... So and when it's bearable, there's hundreds of people on this ride, right? It's, Patrick, it's the largest one-day ride in South Dakota, organized one-day ride in South Dakota, I, be, I believe. I think we still hold that title. The key is one-day ride. Yeah. But we've had as many, I think last year we had three, 350. But then again, the weather was nicer. Weather's the, the indicator of how many people will be there. I This year, um, only the cool and hardcore people will come. Uh <laughs> So well, you know, that's not shaming, <laughs> but, um, I, I, hundred, 150 at least, uh, maybe yeah. 200. You never know. And I've been on it many times. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm yeah. going to be out of town this week, uh, this year, but I've at the, your old location. Now your, your current store is on Minnesota Avenue at like 20, between 28th and 29th. Um, at the old store that was in over on 37th ish yep. by High V there. I remember a ride that was quite cold. What do you think the cold? Will this be the I, coldest one that you can? Think oh, yeah, of? this will be the coldest by I think ten degrees. That's impressive. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but what you do then? And I think that year we still rode like eight miles or something. We, um, I think it was three or four years ago. It was zero degrees out and like twenty five, thirty mile an hour gusts, and we did a ten mile ride, and it was like when you turned up to go anytime you turn to go north mm-hmm. it was like jack frost <laughs> and nipping it roundhouse you. kicking you to the face i mean it was just <laughs> like you couldn't catch your breath and your eyes froze open or or closed if right. they were closed 
um, it was crazy. But we still had a ton of people that did it, and a ton of people came back and thawed out and had a ton of chili and and stuff. And um, that's it, the the part that's always enjoyable for me is just being able to connect with people they maybe haven't seen in a month or two and plan and dream about rides and events for the next season. And you uh, you clear out the store; it's like a dining hall in there. <laughs> it's oh, like, yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah. yeah let's stay off that. Uh, <laughs> the Tuesday in my office. <laughs> the the, uh, the hardworking staff at Spoken Sport clears yeah. out the office. Yeah, we clear out everything. I mean, bring in a bunch of tables and chairs. Mm-hmm. No, you guys are still having Tuesday night rides, or not every yeah. Tuesday, every yeah. other Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tuesday, speaking of Tuesday, Tuesday has the Tuesday ride mm-hmm. down once a month. Yep. Down, yep. and you do what? Uh, we head from Spoken Sport to Fernson on 8th. That's my kind of ride. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's really casual. Um, we it's no drop, so nobody's left behind. The slowest rider is uh, as fast as we go. Um, I was late. They didn't wait for me on the last one. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're late, uh, then maybe we just that's not wait. slow. No, that's just poor planning. I understood no drop. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, I I just really like to get to know a lot of the people that are riding around Sioux Falls, and I think it's a really good opportunity to, you know, something that's not intimidating or really hard <laughs> you know i've known as much as i love like a good bike ride right you this know. is just fun to get yeah. out mm-hmm. um there seem to be uh, a lot more rides at spoken sport there just seems to be more shop rides than maybe there were 10 years ago oh i i would say even five years ago yeah um yeah you can't speak i know you don't know everybody else's schedule but just like oh, i do on fa- <laughs> It's all on Facebook. Yeah, it's all on Facebook. You can't <laughs> I think get away we're on from Facebook it. right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and uh, you know whatever there, there's something for everybody. Mm-hmm. And there is, and it's uh, for any. Just pick one and go. I mm-hmm. mean, it's just a ton of fun. You get to learn about bikes and where to go. Um, you know the the um, Sioux Falls the bike. What was the tour to Sioux Falls? The bike route around the, the bike trail in the summers. It was always amazing that people, you know, for them to get out and actually ride the trail Mm -hmm. and have someone there to say just, yeah, you're doing it right. You're going the right direction or three more miles to the next stop. So so having that other person on a ride is, is very uh, encouraging to those that maybe aren't too confident where they're going to go on a bike. Absolutely. Uh, Chad Picard from a spoken sport. He's the owner Tuesday Frankus expert mechanic over at spoken sport. Um, the ride is on New Year's Day. What time, Chad? We haven't even said what time. The, the ride is at noon. The and uh, or actually, the doors open at noon. Come in, get registered. We're giving away some gift cards and stuff like that. Got to sign a waiver. Got to got to keep it clean. Uh, and then the ride will leave at one. And also New Year's Eve, we're doing a ride up in Brookings. Same oh, that's right. The, you have the Brookings format. store. Yeah, yeah. So if you're up in Brookings on New Year's Eve, what time is that? Uh, s- same format. Going to open up at noon, and um, it's going to even be colder uh, that day. Um, and, and we're looking at like maybe a one or two mile ride and then we're yep. going to come back to the store and then we're going to head over to Wooden Legs, which is, uh, just behind our store on fifth, uh, up in Brookings. Right on. Uh, good stuff for the weekend. And even if you don't want to, uh, uh, you know, damage your toes, you can come on out and have fellowship with fellow enthusiasts. Yeah. How's that? We'd sound? love to have you. Thanks for being here guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Coming up after the break. We're going to talk with Jody Schwan from Sioux Falls dot business about the top stories of the year. That'll be fun. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. 433 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And I was 
cruising around looking for news today, and I stopped by SiouxFalls.Business, which is one of my regular stops for news of business in the world of Sioux Falls, and I found the top 10 stories, top business stories of 2017, and so I just gave Jody Schwann a call because Jody is, of course, the founder of SiouxFalls.Business. Jody, thanks for being here today. Hey, Patrick. Okay, so is that promo about the bike trail new? Because that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that one's fairly I mean, they, new. They pretty much nailed it. <laughs> well, especially with the real job. Yeah, um, the real job. Yep. <laughs> they like to make fun of me. There's one about a car hop, and I'm not, I'm not exactly sure where that one's going, but that's <laughs> fine. Um, yeah. So, Jody, uh, you know uh, I, how I, I am not a big year-end like list guy. You know, I'm not going to do the top 10 Patrick Lally, uh, you know, uh, P&L mistakes, statements, P&L statements no, or whatever. Nobody would have read that story, but that's yeah, okay. All right. Um, maybe because I just don't want to do the work. But I, yeah. I love your list because it's not based on just stuff that I think was good. But these are the stories that people read, right? Yeah. Yeah. These are our most read stories. Now, keep in mind, we were not in business for all of 2017. Uh, I launched this mid-March, so it's not a full year, but uh, I think it still provides some interesting insight into, you know, what business news really captured people's attention. So a lot of things can make a story well-read. You know that, uh, different elements. Big one is sharing. So the more people like and share stories, typically, the more they get read. Um, And that was the case with a lot of these um, I've always known that people love retail. You know, it's something we can all connect to, particularly restaurants. That's why we like to talk about it a lot. We all go out to eat, and there's lots of interest in what's coming to town and, in some cases, what's leaving town. So no surprise that retail dominated our list. Um, but there were some interesting ones on there, I thought. Um, people love stories about people, and that was reflected in our list. And uh, probably... Most encouraging for me is the fact that our top three stories all came during the month of December, which mm-hmm. shows that we're growing our audience, and, yeah. and that's the goal. So, so you, you've posted the top ten at SiouxFalls.Business that people can go on your website and see, and, of course, follow along on Facebook. Uh, but let's let's maybe hit the top five. So sure. let's, uh, what was the fifth most popular story on SiouxFalls.Business in 2017? So number five, as I said, was retail, and it was one of our biggest retail announcements of the year. That was that Marshalls and Home Goods were coming to town. Of course, they opened at Lake Lorraine this October. Uh, these were two national names that I think a lot of people were familiar with from other communities. They'd been hoping they would come to Sioux Falls, and so the uh, announcement that they were, in fact, planning to expand here drew lots of attention, lots of excitement, and One thing that is usually a pretty safe bet is when we put a story out like this about a new business coming to town, if there is a lot of readership on it, a lot of sharing around it, typically when the business opens, they're pretty swamped. And that was definitely the case. uh, There was a line. Big line. Big lines. So as you were talking about people stories doing well, number four is, in fact, a people person story. Number four is a people story, and I think it was also a surprising one for a lot of people. It surprised me um, when Paul Tenhaken announced he was stepping away as CEO of Click Rain, um, you know, particularly in the business community, certainly in the marketing world. Um, Paul and Click Rain, the company that he helped build, are very well known. And um, so the fact that he was no longer going to be leading the company, and he wasn't leaving for another job, 
Um, he was just leaving to try to figure out what was next for him. I think caught a lot of people by surprise, and uh, certainly lots of interest in his successor, uh, Natalie Eisenberg, who we announced in that same story. So uh, that was a great piece. I really appreciated them reaching out to me and, and bringing me into the loop as far as their transition planning went and, and allowing us to announce their plans. So that was number four, and for a while this year it was number one. Like mm-hmm. I said, until December when three more big stories uh, came about and, and, and filled out those top three spots. Yep, and this one is interesting because it's science, you know? Yeah, but it's right? local business, so number three, of course, is... Yeah, it's a really cool story, actually, um, and it's brought to you by our partners at South Dakota Biotech Association, uh, who wanted to raise awareness of the fact that medical device development um, is a good fit in Sioux Falls and is something that we've already seen success with. So they allowed us to do a story on a Sanford surgeon's groundbreaking device. Uh, it's Dr. Pat Kelly, a uh, very well-known vascular surgeon with Sanford, and he's also an inventor who has come up with a really unique treatment uh, within his field. It treats aneurysms that previously required a really complex and risky surgery. Um, and this is a far less invasive procedure that is showing some really promising results. So the story talks about how it's now being tested at other hospitals nationwide. Uh, I think people in Sioux Falls like to see that kind of success. Of course, there's lots of community pride around that. Obviously, we already have a big medical community, so I think they were interested in this story. And I know that it got shared really widely beyond Sioux Falls uh, within the broader medical community. So that was a fun one to see really take off of looking at it now. It's been like they're shared 1,700 times, wow. if that tells you something uh, about the, the level of interest. The power of social media there, right? That's right. You got it. Um, the second, you know what's interesting too about these is, I'm, and I, I thought about this when I first saw it, there is no common theme really. It's all different parts of our business community. It's, right. You no, know, you talk I about mean, retail being big, but you know, it's not all retail. And no. number two is a, uh, a perfect example that it does, it affects retail, but it's, it's just hard infrastructure. And that is. Yeah. yeah, it's a story about a road, about infrastructure. So I, I do kind of love that that one uh, made it to number two. And this involves uh, the South Dakota Highway 100 project and the news that it is finally going to connect to I-90. So this is a, a real game changer, I think, for the east side as far as development goes. It opens up a lot of possibilities. It's going to make access to the east side. You mentioned retail, so access to the stores and the restaurants even better. I'm going to open up some new residential options, I think, certainly some new um, industrial, maybe a hotel, larger retail. So we really uh, broke a lot of little bits of news all throughout that piece as we talked about the plans for Highway 100, also known as the Veterans Parkway, and that's a story that's not going to be going away. 2018 is a big construction year, so is 2019, and now that we have that concrete time frame for the road completion, we're going to be able to talk more development and probably more businesses that are going to be interested in starting their construction projects to time out with when that road is complete and the interchange is complete. So that was a big one. Yeah, because when they start uh, bidding the contracts, then retailers or developers then have the confidence to say, yeah, that's actually going to happen. Nobody's going to kill that project. No, it's no longer a line and a long-range plan. There, there's an actual bid that's been left for it. So, yeah, it's a huge deal. Big, and big project. The largest construct- highway construction project in South Dakota history, right? That's right, in uh, excess of $50 million. Ooh. Ooh, It's going to be cool, though. 
yeah, five bridges. It's, it's pretty involved. Yeah. Um, then, which brings us to a completely different topic, and the amazing thing about this story is it just happened. The number yeah, one you know, <laughs> most read story on SiouxFalls.Business is... Uh, it, it is the news that Bracco is going to be closing. Um, I didn't see this one coming. I didn't see this coming as our number one story. I didn't see this closure coming. Um, just goes to show you, you know, you think news is slow around the holidays, nobody's paying attention, and then boom, the day after Christmas, you post a story that Bracco's closing, and it, it shoots to the top of your, your all-time list. I hate I honestly, I hate the fact that a, a closing is, is number one on our list. Mm-hmm. You don't like to see that, but um, there are a lot of fans out there. You know, Bronco's been in the market for more than 10 years. Uh, all of us have probably been there, and it followed uh, on the heels of news that Sister Restaurant Stars also was closing. So I think a lot of people just started going, what's, what's happening here? Uh, frankly, I don't have a great answer for that yet. Um, mm-hmm. This is one that we're going to continue to follow Um I do know those spaces likely won't be vacant for very long. Um, this is a really sought-after corner, great demographics in the area, very proven retail area. So I think we'll have some new announcements coming, um, and I think there's probably interest in that Bracco space. Um, but certainly it's a big transition for the Bridges area, and um, some longtime local names there are going away. And Likely, this is not the last of the closures. This really is the time of year when we do start to see the closures. First quarter, everybody gets through the holidays. They try to take whatever bump in business they can get, and then they think back and uh, and decide whether they're really going to stick around come first of the year. So especially the nationals. Watch for some nationals um, maybe to go out of business. But mm. that's number one for now. Um we're going to start I, over Start over on uh, Monday, right? Start over on, yeah, on so, Monday. But um, really been a great year. Lots and lots of business news. You know, a record-building year will do that. And um, from all the projections that I'm hearing, 2018 is going to be pretty busy as well. So we're already chasing some stuff. Quickly, before we let you go, um, Happy New Year. And what do you, you any? What are your plans in the new year? What, what, what What's going to happen with Sioux Falls Business? Can you tell us? It's a good question. You know, I've been trying to assess that. We're coming in March. It'll be our one-year anniversary, and there's lots of things I'd like to do. And the question is, what do you do first? What do you tackle next? Um, we've been sort of steadily growing the audience, which has been great. Really haven't done a lot of marketing of the site, um, so we might step that up a little bit. Um, we're very blessed that lots of businesses continue to want to work with us, so I think you'll see some new partners of Business coming on in the first quarter. And then, um, you know, we might look at maybe expanding geographically a little bit. Mm. Um, I think there's lots of interest outside of, of Sioux Falls. There's, there's ties to the Sioux Falls business community that, you know, maybe aren't located right here. So we'll see where that takes us. Uh, That's... And then, you know, we uh, are a content studio first. So we'll continue to do content marketing. We're continuing to bring on new clients um, on that front. And, you know, maybe I'll think about doing some new kind of event. Thought about that. Because you have the 605 uh, made markets that are very popular. Yeah, we're we're really thinking on that one, too. You know, what do we do to continue to support the maker movement? We hate to see unglued leave downtown. That was a great venue for makers to sell. So we've talked about, you know, should we be doing more? Uh, Is there something we can do to further support makers? We'll we'll keep having that conversation. There's, There's some ideas that I have there. Um, you know, who knows, might create an entirely new product at some point, not probably a 
team thing, but maybe something that I'll start working on. You never know. Sure. Well, we will be in touch with you when 2018 hits, and uh, we'll get you back in the studio and talk about development in the business world. So, Jody, thank you for contributing to the show through 2718, and really have a great 2018. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, and Happy New Year to you, too. Bye-bye. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Coming up next, we're going to talk with Dan Greider from Great Bear and find out uh, they're open. Find out what's going on out there. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO. Four forty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And uh, I was unable to hook up with Dan Greider. He's he's a busy guy, busy guy. I talked to him earlier and... Uh, they are open out at Great Bear Ski Valley, which is fantastic because it was delayed quite a bit. Um, they just got open this week, I think. I think uh, right on the 26th, right after Christmas. And they are open till 9 o'clock. Uh, of course, Great Bear Ski Valley is owned by uh, the city of Sioux Falls and operated by Mr. Greider. And uh, they've got a fantastic facility out there. Uh, they got the half pipe, snowboarding, skiing, tubing. Big expanded tubing operation. They got a beginner's hill. There's uh, hiking trails. They got some cross country going on. They got a lot of good stuff out there at Great Bear. And it is one of our city's finer uh, recreational activities. And I, I highly recommend it. And a lot of activities coming up out there at Great Bear. And we're going to talk a little bit about one of those in a minute. But um, it's uh, the hours, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. today. And I believe they uh, that's through Christmas break. So like up through the first part of the next week, they have uh, extended hours and then they kind of move them around a little bit when school starts, as you might expect. But weekends, still a big thing and uh, they'll be open all the way through as long as it's cold enough. They make snow out at Great Bear and you can downhill ski, you can snowboard, as, as I said, uh, on the main hill, but also the half pipe, which is pretty popular with the kiddos and uh, you can learn out at Great Bear with their little beginner hill, the bunny hill. Uh, it's perfect for kids to learn how to snowboard, especially. Really has been a boom for snowboarding in our community. Um, obviously, it's not a huge hill for downhill skiing. Uh, if you're a downhill skiing enthusiast, you're probably used to a little bit more than uh, we have to offer at Great Bear. But it is a great asset for our community and uh, continues to grow. And they've remodeled a, fairly recently the chalet the chalet out there at Great Bear. And they've got some events coming up. Um, Fun Ski, which you hear about here on occasion on KSOO. We've been promoting that and talking about Fun Ski, which is a fundraiser for Media One. And I'll give you more details about that just after the break. Uh, we will be right back. I'm trying to hook up with Dan again or just talk about the cold and the winter and having fun. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four fifty-two on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. As I was talking about before the break, one uh, big event coming up in our fine community here. A ba- major winter event for us here is Funski, and Funski is a fundraiser uh, sponsored by Media One, organized by Media One for many many years now. And uh, several years ago, moved to uh, over to the Great Bear Ski Valley, which has been a good thing for the event because they have snow, and there's not always snow. You know what I'm saying? 
But coming up on uh, January 19th and 20th, that is when we have the big event out there at Great Bear, which is Fun Ski. It's a Friday and Saturday. Events include a snow sculpture contest, snow tube races, rain jam, fat bike race, cross-country ski race, frozen leg kickball, border, border cross, skier cross, downhill corporate cup, snowboard giant slalom, the zip fi sled races, proceeds benefit the Sioux Falls Children's Inn. Go to funski.org for more information about that fine, fine event. And uh, as I talked about, Great Bear is open now and uh, taking customers. I think with the recent snow, they might be closer to being fully open. They kind of had to open up on a limited basis right away because it hadn't been cold and there hadn't been snow. So if you're running a, uh, a, a ski valley, that can be kind of tough if you don't have cold and you don't have snow. But they're open now. I also noticed that all the, uh, as we said yesterday, all the skating rinks are now open, public skating rinks. And uh, the lights were on last night when I was going home, and it's good to see that. Uh, skating rinks open, I think, 1 to 9 most days, um, as long as it stays cold. And then when school goes back, they adjust their hours as well. But a uh, lot going on out there. It doesn't uh, have to be all doom and gloom when it turns cold, although it is going to be cold. And I want to remind you that there is a snow alert in Sioux Falls. Snow alert. Whoop, 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 whoop. Move your cars, people. Move your cars. The Public Works Street Division declared a snow alert beginning 2 p.m. today. The plowing of emergency snow routes began today and will continue until routes are clear. You know the emergency snow routes. Those are the ones with the signs. All vehicles parked there will are subject to ticketing and towing. Zone 3, that's the big loop around the outside. They, uh, they've started that plowing as well. After the emergency snow routes get cleared, that's when they hit that. All routes, all streets in Zone 3 will be plowed. During this period, any vehicles parked in Zone 3 are subject to ticketing and towing until streets have been plowed. And then this is where it always gets a little tricky, right? If you're somebody who lives kind of in the core of the city, where you're uh, living on north, south, and east-west streets, you know, actual blocks, square blocks, and you can figure out if you're which zone you're in if you go to SiouxFalls.org and look at the map. But if you basically, if you're in the middle of town and you live on a square block, you're probably in zone two. Uh, they're going to start plowing the east-west streets in zone two at 8 p.m. tonight. Tonight. So if you're parked on an east-west street in zone two, you're subject to ticketing and towing until the streets have been plowed or until 5 a.m. So overnight, unless they come by. Uh, but even then, any continuing snow removal operations may impact, may run into your use of the street for parking. Keep that in mind. You may not be, still may not be able to, you know, park as well as you would like. Then north-south, north-south in zone two starts at 8 a.m. tomorrow morning. That's 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, north-south streets, subject to ticketing and towing until all streets have been plowed or until 5 p.m., whichever is earlier. Again, just because it's been plowed doesn't mean the snow removal operations may impact or run into your use of the street for parking. And then zone one, the downtown zone, the, 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 the very core of the city, the downtown area, they will begin at 1 a.m. on Sunday, 
Vehicles parked in Zone 1 will be subject to ticketing and towing between the hours of 1 a.m. and 6 a.m. So you got to be, you got to get your car out of the way uh, because you don't want it to get, first of all, you don't want it to get plowed in. Uh, second of all, you really don't want a ticket. Third of all, you really, really, really don't want to get towed because that's when it starts costing you some serious coin. So pay attention. Go to SiouxFalls.org if you are unsure of anything there. But it is a snow alert. They're plowing. It'll be good in the long run. Be good for everybody in the long run, people. You know what I'm saying? I also want to remind you about Sioux Empire on Tap coming up on January 27th. That's pretty soon. End of the month. End of January. It's at the Sioux Falls Convention Center. And if you like beer, if you're like me and you like beer, this is a good thing to do. You can sample over 100 craft beers from more than 60 breweries, two general admission sessions to choose from, or a VIP session. There will be live music, games, and food available for purchase. Get your tickets now at SiouxEmpireOnTap.com. Hey, everybody. Uh, I just want to wish everybody a happy new year as we head back into or head off into 2018. Uh, It's going to be a good year, I know, on the Patrick Lally Show. Thank you for being here. Next week we'll be back on Tuesday with a whole new set of guests, and we're going to do it all again. This is the Patrick Lally Show on Information 1000 KSOO.